Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Robert Land and welcome to Locked On Texans and I'm just about to leave for the airport, and it all breaks loose. All hell breaks loose with Tony Romo, the story. Maybe you guys have already heard it. If you haven't, well, Romo is leaving football, according to ESPN sources, and going into broadcasting. Uh, Even with Dallas planning to release him Tuesday, league sources have told ESPN that that's it. I mean, Romo has received interest from CBS, Fox, and NBC, can choose to be a color commentator wherever he wants to that move could come as early as Tuesday sources said but the decision to leave football has already made his run as the Cowboys quarterback and an NFL player officially ends Tuesday oh boy this is pretty crazy it's all finally coming down Romo limbo over with at last Romo's decision apparently came down to his health sources closest to the situation told ESPN Romo who will be 37 on April 21st, just in about two and a half, three weeks, believes his family and his health are paramount at this time in his life. He was limited to playing in just parts of five games, as you guys who follow this know, over the last five se- or over the last two seasons. And because of collarbone and back injuries, uh, that's pretty much the reason he suffered a compression fracture in his back last August. That led to him ultimately giving way to, of course, Doc Prescott. So that saga finishes up for the Texans. So they're going to have to move on. Tony Romo, to me, was always a decent option. I mean, if you could keep him upright and you could keep him on the field, and those were big ifs. He's a guy that comes in, and at his worst, he's that mediocre quarterback that that's all you really needed last year. I mean, we've said it. On this show numerous times, you just needed somebody that was mediocre with that great defense that the Texans have. And next year, J.J. Watt will be back. Yeah, they're going to miss Boye, but you figure with J.J. Watt back, that defense is still going to be pretty darn good under new defensive coordinator Mike Vrabel. And and then you look at the other options that the Texans might have, because that's what we've got to talk about next. Uh, you, you've got guys like Colin Kaepernick out there. Yes, I, I know he's a guy that Bill O'Brien, you know, I mean, would not like that Bob McNair would not like. So, you know, I, I just throw his name out there because he's a veteran quarterback. Jay Cutler, we've gone over on this podcast. If you don't, if you didn't hear it, go back and listen to Brian Perez from Locked On Bears. He did a great job of kind of telling you where he thought Jay Cutler was at this point in time. You know, he felt like, Cutler in the right situation wasn't such a bad idea. You know, he wasn't the problem. Again, this is a guy that Bill O'Brien might not like because Cutler takes chances. He wants somebody, as we know, that takes care of the football. I'm talking about Coach O'Brien and and Jay Cutler 
never has done that much in his career. But again, could he give you at least mediocre quarterback play, which would be an upgrade? Sure. Now, some of you might think that Tom Savage is the guy. Maybe Tom Savage is your answer. I like Tom Savage. I mean, I think Tom Savage could be Jay Cutler, but actually protect the ball. I think Tom Savage could be that type of quarterback. You know, is Tom Savage going to be a great quarterback? You know, you would think not (laughs) with all of the other guys that they've thrown in his path. But, you know, it used to be back in the day, you, you would... You would develop these guys. You would develop quarterbacks. Quarterbacks took time. We weren't expecting them to do things immediately. We weren't expecting the Dak Prescott stories. You know, you just, that wasn't happening. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the Texans do from here. You would think they would still want a veteran option that maybe they just don't want Brandon Whedon as the only only option. But, you know, for the most part, just n- none of these guys make sense. Uh, Johnny Manziel, I'll just throw his name out because I think it's required if you throw out, you know, who's out there and give a Johnny Manziel a little plug. But, you know, obviously Johnny Manziel's not going to be the guy. RG3, there's somebody else. I-, I tend to think he's not the answer. He's not even maybe a thought in the Texans' mind. But the one thing that is interesting, and and, and you got to remember this, so the Texans got rid of Brock's contract. That b- contract's off the books. So that leaves lots of money under the cap. Now, they can use some of that money for that extension to DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe they want to use it for extension for a couple of other guys. I don't know. Maybe that's an option as we get closer and closer to training camp and OTAs and all of that sort of stuff. Maybe they look at the situation and go, that's the best way to allocate the money. But maybe there's somebody out there that they can eat their contract, that maybe there's a quarterback that, somebody wants to get rid of that's a, a backup on on a team, you know, somebody that, I, I don't know, that hasn't come to mind for me yet, but, you know, or maybe there's some other player, you know, at, at another position. I mean, they still need, badly need help at tackle, a veteran tackle. Maybe there's a tackle out there available that they can use the m- money for that would be available, that would be out there in an option, or, you know, in any number of positions. If you can't do anything about the quarterback, if, if that's something that you you just can't address beyond the draft and beyond Tom Savage, which again, aren't bad options, you know, might, that might work out, but you, you would think that the thing to do with that money is just to shore it up and make the team as good as you can around that. And then if you get that play at quarterback, all of a sudden, you know, you have a real juggernaut. So, you know, I, I, you know, this is going to be a, a shortened podcast not not a whole lot to say at this point. You know, you just don't know what the next move is for the Texans. But we know at least now the Tony Romo deal is over with. You know, if you're a Cowboy hater, maybe you just thought, I, I don't want Tony Romo. He's got too much of that Cowboy scent to him, that Cowboy smell. I don't know. But uh, it would be interesting to see where the Texans go from here. And, and just uh, what happens between now and the draft, if anything, with that money that they have left or before OTAs and mini camp and all of that sort of stuff gets underway. But meantime, I'm, I'm taking off. This is it. I promise I am going to be on a, on an airplane pretty soon. Can't talk to you guys uh, about the current stuff uh, where, where I'm going to be for a couple of weeks, but uh, just uh, wishing you guys all the best as we head into April and as we head towards the draft and, should be real interesting, the draft, where the Texans go for a quarterback, where they go for some of these other positions that you, you know they need help at, tackle, 
being first and foremost. So lots of decisions for the Texans to make over the next few weeks. And But the one thing that you can say is that you're not going to be relying on a guy that we don't know if we can keep him upright. We don't know if the guy is going to be able to play two games and then get hurt again. Uh, but that's some people, that's their argument for against Tom Savage. Some people feel like some, Tom Savage is injury prone. I've talked to people in the media here in Houston that feel that's the case. You know, I, I think these have been sort of weird injuries for Tom Savage. It's, it's not anything that's lasting. You, you look at the NBA and Steph Curry and everybody thought, oh, Steph Curry, you know, he's, he's an injury-prone guy. The ankles are going to be a problem his whole career. And then he starts banging out MVPs, wins a NBA championship, and, you know, he's everybody's NBA sweetheart. So you, you just never know uh, what might happen with Tom Savage and, and his health. You hope it, it comes around for him. Seems like a good guy. There's definitely talent there. You know, the great arm. I, I thought he did a great job of, of taking care of the ball for the most part when he got his chance to play. And, you know, if it wasn't for the concussion, who knows how we would look at this offseason. But uh, anyways, I hope you guys have a, have a wonderful next couple of weeks. Look forward to talking to you just before the draft, see, seeing what the latest and greatest is going on with the Texans. Don't forget, you can listen to us all the time on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Go back and listen to our archives. Enjoy some of that. Have a great couple of weeks. Have a good April. And we'll talk to you again down the road. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 